What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 98 of my little wrestling show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, review the shows, let you know if it's worth your time watching, and at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I viewed with my eyeballs that week. And on a particular week, such as this week, when there is a pay-per-view and I can't squeeze it into the recap, there will be a separate episode for that. So I'm looking at you, NXT, whatever is coming up this weekend, and that should probably be a separate episode uh, sometime probably Monday we're looking at here, but just keep up to date. So let's dive into the recap. We are starting off with Monday Night Raw. They were in Albany, New York, and we got Drew McIntyre kicking off the show with a promo throwing some shade at CM Punk, and then Sami Zayn makes his way to the ring. Drew and Sami going back and forth. Sami brings up Drew's family, and the line has been crossed. Oh dear, Drew's pissed. He demands a referee and a match to begin right here, right now. McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Let's do this. Drew throws Sammy across the ring with a belly-to-belly, and oh my goodness, man, he got a good five to seven feet of air. It was fantastic. Nice dive to the outside by Zayn, and nails a moonsault off of the barricade. Quite impressive right there. I'm going to give you a thumbs up for that, Sammy. And then Sammy is caught by Drew, who hums him over the announce table, hits a spine buster and a powerbomb, but Zayn is able to kick out. Sammy roll out power bomb plus the blue thunder power bomb or bomb. We got a near fall right there. Zane's leg is really damaged at this point. He can't stand anymore. Drew smells blood, hits a claymore, and McIntyre grabs the W. It's a really good opening match. Trading offense back and forth. Nice near falls. I, I'm loving Drew McIntyre's new attitude. He was like, I was actually talking to a buddy at work about it, and I'm kind of comparing him. He's like, He's very much so kind of like Rhea Ripley right now. He's got these like weird mannerisms. He's wiggling his tongue around. He's, I like it. I like it quite a bit. Good selling in this match from Sami Zayn as well. Seven and a half out of ten. And now the show will go on a nice dive bomb downwards. After that, Drew finds Sami backstage. He attacks his bad leg yet again. Security and Adam Pierce break it up. We move on. Becky Lynch is met backstage by Nia Jax. Becky has unfinished business with Nia, but first, Nia has a match. It's up against Shayna Baszler with Zoe Stock. Nia smushes Baszler's head against the ring post. Just mm, 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 mm. Shayna locks in the Karafuda clutch. Nia powers out, falling back onto Baszler. Just mm, owie. Annihilator pins, and Nia Jax grabs the W. Solid match, uh, Baszler taking a lot of punishment in this match, but she just kept coming back for more, so gotta give her props for that. And Nia continues her dominance in the women's division. Lynch comes out, and Nia retreats. She ain't want none of that right here, right now. We move on to a two out of three falls tag team match. DIY Gargano and Champa going up against Imperium. It's Kaiser and Avinci. Slingshot spear by Johnny. Meet in the middle is stopped by Vinci. Champa rolled up. Tights are grabbed and Imperium grabbed the first fall. Then Johnny catches Vinci with a roll up. DIY tie it back up. Vinci awesome rope jumping moonsault. That was sick. Thumbs up. Kaiser double teamed by DIY. Meet in the middle. Pins and DIY grab the dub. The usual two out of three falls WWE formula. Bad team goes up first, other team gets it back, and then we have a standard kind of a tag team match for the third fall. Uh, You know, it was good performances from both uh, both teams here. Vinci looking really good in this match. Uh, I thought it was solid. I was expecting a little bit more right here. I was a little bit let down, but it wasn't bad. We got a fun segment with the New Day, the Creeds, and Alpha Academy. Again, just... Man, I'm loving this uh, tag team uh, situation that's going on right now on Raw. Like, those three teams right there, money in the bank for a, a good match minimum every single time. Oh, speaking of good th- good stuff, it's our truth Still hanging out in the Judgment Day clubhouse, trying to set up this old tube TV. I, I know there might be some kids out there that don't know what a tube TV is. It's... um. It's not a flat TV. It's a very big, heavy, and just awful. Anyway, 
He's trying to set that thing up. It's going awfully. And then Damien and McDonough flip out that he's in their clubhouse again. And man, our truth right now, just acting like he's in Judgment Day, excellent stuff. We got a tag team match up next. Chance and Carter going up against Tegan Knox and Natalia. Katana and Chance pick up the W with a cool keg stand slam thingy on Natalia. Ah, oh, man, this match was just very, very mad. Extremely, fr- I barely even, I don't barely remember this happening, honestly. You gotta get Natalia away from Tegan Knox immediately, man. Like, everything that Natalia touches, it just doesn't end up working. And I want Tegan Knox to work. It's... It's not that I hate Natalia. It's just she's had zero success in this company in 15 years. Like, I don't I don't get why they keep trying to put her with people. She's never really gotten anybody to become a star. If Tegan t- can turn on Natalia, then maybe we have a chance to save uh, Tegan Knox's career. But you gotta get her away from Natalia immediately, please. We move on. Cody Rhodes cuts a promo calling out Shinsuke to the ring. Shinsuke appears on the screen instead. Says he and Cody are the same. Cody is fired up. He gives him a response. And this segment was just okay. Like, you don't feel it. Like, you obviously know Cody Rhodes is talking to, like, a pre-recorded video. So it just it just wasn't there for me. We move on. It is JD McDonough and Dom Dom of the Judgment Day going up against the Creeds with Ivy Nile. R-Truth arrives to support Judgment Day. Dom held in the longest suplex ever. They're doing that, uh, passing him back and forth between the creeds. Good stuff. Julius goes on a suplex spree on the Judgment Day. Brutus pounces Dom over the table. Brutus ball and the creeds grab the win. Creed staying hot with another W. I I like that. Good performance. Uh, The match overall was just okay. And backstage you got... JD McDonough and Dom like scouting, giving uh, what do you call him, Damian Priest, the scouting report. He's like, yeah, man, like those Crees, they're they're legit. So uh, yeah, I'm telling you, they're super legit. They're unreal. Moving on, Adam Pierce tells Seth Rollins that CM Punk will be on Raw next week, and Adam wants to sign him to Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins doesn't give a damn. Jay Uso appears. He's gonna kick Seth's face off. Okie dokie. Moving on, it is now the main event. We're already here. Yep, World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Seth Rollins defending against Jay Uso. Jay plants Seth with a nice DDT on the floor. Seth hits a superplex Falcon Arrow combo plus a pedigree. Jay Uso able to kick out of that. That's that's impressive. Uso avoids the stomp, nails a spear. Seth kicks out of that, and then Seth nails the stomp to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Good effort here from Jay, but honestly, there was no real threat that Seth would lose this match on a Monday night. Like, it's just not going to happen. Pretty decent back-and-forth match. Couple nice near falls. You know, that pe- the pedigree kick out, that, that was pretty impressive. Uh, solid match overall. Drew McIntyre appears. He is super pissed off, as always. Demolishes Jay Uso, putting him through a table as the show ends and wow was what i don't know if it's just me maybe i was in a bad fucking mood this night but this raw felt like there's already an insane amount of commercials on a three-hour monday night raw i've been meaning to do the the actual split and and put down the numbers in a three-hour monday night raw how much actual new content are we getting on that and I'm thinking it's probably under an hour and a half because there's so many recaps of the things that just happened on the show or last week's show you got inside promotions where they're promoting their own t-shirts where new shows their fucking ticket sales for this and that and it's brutal man and I felt like there was even more commercial breaks on this show than your average Monday Night Raw which is shocking I don't know how you can fit in more commercials on a Monday Night Raw but they fucking did it y'all and I'm not impressed this was one of the more unenjoyable shows all I felt like I was doing was hitting the fast forward button to get through all the freaking commercials Uh, Drew McIntyre was awesome MVP performance from him this week dude is on fire the creeds continue their hot streak our truth was funny but the rest of the show man was just not there like the two out of three falls match that just disappointed me so much and maybe that's because of all the commercial breaks like i swear to god the formula goes all right we got 
We just come back for commercial break. Here's entrance number one. Here's entrance number two. Match begins, commercial break. We come back. We got a move or two, commercial break. If it's going on longer than that. If it doesn't, then it's over in five minutes. You get three minutes of the match. The rest of it's commercial. Fucking trash. Four out of ten for this Raw. Absolutely terrible. So much fluff on this show. Please, someone out there, tell me that I am not crazy. Does anyone else out there who watches Monday Night Raw, especially someone who is crazy enough to watch it live, I can't watch WWE programming live unless it's a pay-per-view because there's just so many freaking commercials, man. Like, if I sat there, watched a three-hour Raw live, that would take me three hours to get through. If I do it... After Raw is over and I can fast forward through the commercials, I'm getting through it in about an hour and a half. So, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Rough, rough Raw this week. Not good. So, we'll move on to NXT. Let's see if they do any better. And they're kicking off their show with the Last Chance Iron Survivor Qualifier Fatal 4-Way Match for the women. We got Roxanne Perez versus Thea Hale with JC Jane versus Fallon Henley versus Kiana James. All right. Kiana smashes Perez with her loaded purse. James and Roxanne crash through the announce table. Henley nails a kick on Hale Pins. And Fallon Henley gets the last spot in the Iron Survivor. Oh, fuck yeah. Kiana took a good bump through the table. That was, she fucking slammed herself through that thing. Too short of a match, honestly, though. Not enough time for everybody to shine. I don't even think I noticed Thea Hale or Fallon Henley all that much. It was pretty much all Perez and James. So, uh, good for them. But, yeah, match was a little bit disappointing, but not bad. We move on. NXT Women's Champion Lyra Valkyria gets reminded by Lola Vice that she could cash in her title opportunity whenever, whatever, all that stuff. Good thing that she said that, honestly, because I completely forgot that Lola Vice had, it's basically the money in the bank contract for NXT. So, uh, good thing she said that. Moving on. Oh dear, this is, this is awful. So, Wes Lee is in the ring on crutches and he cuts a very, very passionate promo. We got tears, bro. Like, this is... So he thanks the fans for their support, but Wesley, he needs back surgery, man. And he is going to be gone for 8 to 12 months. And this is devastating, man. He just got back from injury. He just won a huge Fatal 4-Way last week. He was going to face Dom for the North American Championship. And then, bam back surgery bro and the guy is what he's like i am in so like he he was in so much pain just cutting that promo like i feel so horrible for wesley man i feel so bad for this guy but hey silver lining you know dante martin he just came back from an eight month injury and i know it seems like the longest amount of time right now but honestly once once the, the goodbye is is done after a couple weeks they're they're gone and then when they come back we're gonna give wesley so much fucking love dude like oh my god so this is devastating out comes dom mysterio all smiles he is amped he doesn't have to defend the title anymore at deadline west says nana you're still defending bitch Rey Mysterio appears on the screen, announces Dragon Lee will challenge Dom for the North American title at deadline. Dragon attacks Dom Dom, who runs off like Jackin. And again, man, just so sad for Wesley right here. I mean, triple thumbs up for this guy. He is an absolute warrior. And again, man, his trajectory was... It was looking very, very good. It looked like he was more than likely going to win the championship against Dom. You know, I can't guarantee that, but it really did feel like it was the time. And yeah, that sucks. So get well soon, Wes, and we will see you again as soon as possible, my friend. Moving on, we got Lola Vice with Lopez going up against Paxley, uh, Tatum Paxley. Paxley roll up, Lola kicks out, lands a head kick on Tatum for the quick W. And, you know, good to see they might actually be giving Lola a little bit of a push right here. That's good because she's been really in and out uh, for like the last year or so. Solid performance in this match. And did Tatum change like her whole gimmick? I feel like I haven't seen Tatum Paxley in a minute. And she's kind of doing this like goth goth girl kind of thing. I can't remember if that's what she was doing. But anyway, good to see Paxley back, I guess. 
We got Axiom and Nathan Frazier. They're having a little moment in the bathroom, uh, respectfully reigniting their feud. And it was a pretty good little segment right here. I like this fired up Nathan Frazier and Axiom, just super confident. Not bad. Moving on, Joe Gacy keeps in behind, or he's creeping in behind the commentary team. Uh, The family he sat beside, oh my god, dude. They were looking at him like, who the fuck is this crazy psychopath right now? (laughs) It's just a couple of kids and their mom, but oh man, their look of fear was priceless. Trio's mixed tag team match up next. You got Alpha Academy going up against the Metaphor. Chad goes airborne on Noam Dar, and all hell breaks loose. Everyone is brawling on the outside, and then Lash Legend picks up and slams Otis. Holy shit. Crowd goes nuts. I go nuts. Everyone's gone nuts. Thumbs up. That was dope. Maxine leaps off of Chad's shoulder, takes out Metaphor. That was also awesome. Nova Roller is countered into a deep ankle lock. Noam Dar taps out, and Alpha Academy grab the W. Damn, Lash, that was so fucking crazy, dude. Picking up Otis, he's got to be 300, oh, well over 300 pounds. So, very, very impressive strength on display from Lash. That was awesome. That was maybe the biggest pop I've seen this week. That was awesome. Love the chemistry between these two teams. Both very, very entertaining. They're not afraid to look silly to make a funny moment. Really good match, man. Seven and a half at then. We got Hank and Tank. Does anyone remember them? Well, they find Gallus backstage, give them some pints, and they ask Gallus, Gallus for a match. They they accept after a little bit of persuading, you know, the pints and and. Yeah, all that stuff. Not bad. Good to see Hank and Tank. Byron Saxton with all the women's Iron Survivor challenges in the ring. Each woman takes her turn claiming how they're going to win, why they're going to win. And of course, that ends up in a big old brawl. It was a solid segment. Uh, Good little promos from everyone. I really liked Henley's. I think that was my favorite one overall. But Byron Saxton, what the fuck, bro? You were so annoying in this segment. He was just rushing everybody. Like, shut the fuck up. Get out of here and fucking shave. Axiom versus Nathan Frazier up next. Axiom, lovely springboard to Frazier. And then all the women return from the previous segment. They're still brawling all over the place. And the match is over. What the fuck? God damn it. I was super excited for that match too. And then Nikita Lyons returns to kick Davenport in the face. Well then, this is an acceptable situation to ruin this match. Okay, I take it back. Welcome back, Nikita Lyons. That is awesome. Moving on, Mr. Chase admits it was him who caused the debt to Chase University. Oh, yeah. Chase U is now in academic probation. Basically, all the students are fucked. They get no more money, no more classes. You're done. Students start suggesting ideas to clear the hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. Perhaps a bake sale. Like, oh, oh my goodness, man. So, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Chase University, but this segment was funny. I have no idea where this is going. Like, is this like Thea Hale like I don't really understand where they're going with this like is is Mr. Chase gonna end up turning heel is Duke like what the I have no idea where they're going with this story it is entertaining though so far now we got the last chance Iron Survivor qualifier fatal four-way for the men now Carmelo Hayes Tyler Bate Joe Coffey and Eddie Thorpe who still has damaged ribs Let's get this on. Uh, Doesn't slow Eddie Thorpe, his damaged ribs. He goes absolutely ham, hitting a really nice spine buster, cross body. He's throwing kicks and he's doing dives like, goddamn. And then Coffee ends Thorpe with a spine buster onto the steel steps. How you doing? Wicked code breaker by Mello. Great sell right there from Tyler Bate. Just ate the knees to the face. Then Tyler goes nuts, big strong lariat, Tyler driver 97 on coffee pins, and Tyler Bate gets the final spot, hell yeah. Really good showing here for Eddie Thorpe, might have been the best thing he's done since that Dijak match. I honestly thought he was going to win this one, I really did, uh, because who the fuck is in, like, uh, I think Dijak's in the match, someone, someone he doesn't like is in the match, so I thought he would have gotten in there, but super stoked for Tyler Bate. Uh, that's awesome. Really good performance out of him, as always. He's so consistent. 7.5 out of 10. Really good main event. Wish it was a little bit longer, though. You know, I, I, I definitely, it seems like they were uh, running uh, back on time. There's definitely something wrong there. 
Tyler Bate cuts a promo. He is amped to be going to deadline, and here comes Dijak. Dijak comes out to yuck the yum. Breaker interrupts yucking Dijak's yum, and then Jensen cuts off Breaker's yucks, his yum-yums, and then Trick with the final yuck, and that's it. The brawl begins. No more yucking of the yums, and everybody's fighting as the show ends, but not yet. Video shows Carmelo Hayes texting someone right before Trick was attacked. Trick finds Melo accusing him of texting Lexus King to attack him. Melo denies this. This ain't over, Melo. All right, and then one final segment. Ilya Dragunov and Baron Corbin, they're talking in the ring. Dragunov is beyond super intense. He throws an office chair, really angry that Baron brought up Ilya's family and brought them into the situation. Baron keeps poking the bear. Druganov aggressively removes his jacket. Oh dear, here he goes. Druganov barely contains himself. Corbin determined to take what he deserves from Druganov, that NXT championship. Corbin tempting Ilya with a free shot and Druganov with the scariest hug I have ever seen in my life lays down so poetic words into Corbin's ear. Thankfully a brawl between all the men interrupt uh, what could have been the death of Baron Corbin in the ring. I don't know what Ilya was about to do right there, but all the men from the Iron Survivor are fighting as the show actually ends this time. Entertaining go-home NXT, adding more fuel to all the feuds and matches upcoming at Deadline, especially Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and Druganov and Corbin. I mean, I'm really excited to see where this is all going to play out. Two Fatal 4-Ways on this show they were pretty good. Trio's tag was a mini-bang and some funny segments thrown in. 7 out of 10. Good NXT. We go now to SmackDown in Rhode Island, and it is the tribute to the Troops show that has been going on for over 20 years now. I've seen, I was the, that's when I first started really, really watching was I think like that first year they did it in 2004, I think. That's right around when I first started really getting into it. So, yes, it is time for tribute to the Troops They have a lovely performance of God Bless America to start the show by the War and Treaty. Um, You know, an interesting name for... uh, Anyway, we'll move on. JBL is also joining commentary for the show. He's like one of the originators. He's been there for every single tribute to the Troop show. I think he was one of the guys that came up with the idea but cool so we move on we got the first match united states championship tournament match i almost i thought for a second there we're gonna have a united states championship match nope santos escobar versus dragon lee up first dom mysterio shows up to support escobar dragon takes a mean power bomb on the apron youch escobar lands a nice super kick dragon battles back with some counters a nice sit out power bomb Santos hits the Phantom Driver, takes down Lee, and advances in the tournament. It was an okay match. Sadly, you know, Dragon didn't get very much offense in this match whatsoever. Santos handling Dragon without much problems or help from Dom Dom. So, uh, a little bit of a hit there for Dragon Lee. But they're also pushing Santos. So, I mean, it would have it, it would have eased the pain a little bit if Dom ended up doing some sort of shenanigans leading to Dragon's loss. But... Nah, Santos just kind of beat him, so, eh, interesting. Randy Orton meets Nick Aldis backstage. He says he's not feeling teaming with LA Knight, yeah, tonight, and having to pay a $50,000 fine. Orton says, or Orton gives Aldis $100,000, so it's already paid for for the next time he does whatever the heck he did. I think he, I don't even know what he did. Anyway, I missed you, Randy. God damn, Randy. Cody Rhodes arrives to a huge ovation. Cody thanks the troops, plays a little tribute video, and then welcomes the army drill team. They do the spinning of the guns. It was pretty cool, but it really didn't fit in. Anyway, it was there. It happened. United States Championship Tournament match. Again, we got Bobby Lashley going up against Karrion Cross, who I forgot was in this company, with Scarlett. Lashley nails the spear and advances. Bobby, always a favorite with the troops. I mean, he was in the army, so yeah. Dominated Karrion Cross, who, like I said, I didn't even, I thought they released this guy. I didn't even know he was still here, but there he is, and he's got a ponytail now. Very cool. CM Punk, it's time. He is back on, hold on, hold on, I skipped something. Damage control is all smiles and giggles backstage until Bailey shows up. 
Bailey tries to hype up Asuka, but receives the cold shoulder. Dakota tells her to hang back again. What the fuck? Yo, Bailey, fuck all these people. Destroy damage control. 1,000% Bailey is turning babyface any day now. Now we get to CM Punk. He is back on SmackDown. Crowd is going freaking nuts cheering CM Punk, so... You know, unlike in AEW, once CM Punk left his uh, little bubble of Chicago, everyone started booing the hell out of him, but Rhode Island is feeling it, or maybe the troops are, I don't know. They like CM Punk in the WWE. So, Punk is still deciding which brand he would like to sign with, and who he should talk trash about. Punk goes with the dude who's never around, Roman Reigns. Boo! Punk also teasing he could team or fight with Randy Orton and even Kevin Owens. Now, Kevin Owens won. That's got my eyebrow raised. Punk throwing some shade on himself, which is refreshing, and then he targets Seth frickin' Rollins. Punk wants to finally main event a WrestleMania, because... I mean, that was the big hoopla of why CM Punk was so angry with the WWE like a decade ago. He wanted that Undertaker match that he had at WrestleMania to be the main event. They didn't give it to him, even though they probably should have. That was maybe the best match that that WrestleMania. But anyway, uh, and a very well done promo right here from CM Punk. Way better than the Monday Night Raw. I'm going to give him a thumbs up on this. It was pretty good. And then Kevin Owens' quick interaction backstage with Punk. Yeah, honestly, uh, out of all the guys that Punk was mentioning, uh, Kevin Owens has got my interest right there. I would love to see Kevin Owens uh, going up against CM Punk on the microphone, in the ring. I think it would be magic, man. I think there would be some real heat right there. I I don't think they know each other or have ever worked together, but I would really, really like to see that. Good shit right here. We got Charlotte Flair going up against Asuka in a WrestleMania rematch from like four or five years ago. Pretty much uh, Charlotte Flair ending Asuka's major push and took her numerous years to even get slightly back on track. And Asuka's never been the same again since losing that WrestleMania match to Charlotte. Damage Control gets involved, but Mia Yim and Selena Vega, also Bianca, removing Asuka's backup from this match. Flair overshoots the moonsault to the outside, whoopsie-daisy. During the commercial break, apparently, Flair landed on her head in a very dangerous way. That's exactly what Michael Cole said 17 times. Figure 8 is applied, Bailey appears, saves Asuka, referee misses it. Flair blasts Bailey in the face, Asuka roll-up pins, steals the W from Flair. Short match, uh, not much happened other than Flair's botch on the moonsault, and I guess she whacked her head. I wouldn't get to see that because WWE always plays commercials during the wrestling matches, so no idea what happened. We move on. Cody Rhodes welcomes CM Punk backstage. They have the same goal, and that's to win the Royal Rumble in main event WrestleMania. So for now, they're okay. They're like neutral at this moment. It's like we're just we're just here for business. We'll we'll do what we got to do. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, again, that would be slightly interesting because Cody was an up and comer at the time when CM Punk was like running the whole show. So that could be fun. Kind of revol- reverse roles now. But anyway, main event time Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso versus Randy Orton in LA night. Yeah. Randy gets the hot tag. Knight about to hit the BFT on Jimmy. Randy steals it away, hits an RKO. Knight and Orton win. Yeah. Standard WWE tag team match, but. We did have a white-hot crowd absolutely losing their mind for LA Knight and Orton the whole entire match, so that made it a lot more bearable and very entertaining, honestly. It was a, it was a whatever. It was fine. Uh, this SmackDown was definitely all about the segments, uh, CM Punk and the troops, obviously. Wrestling was definitely a little bit on the back burner this week again. Uh, not so much good wrestling here, but strong segments from Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, and CM Punk. Nice tribute for the troops throughout. The crowd was excellent. I mean, bravo to the troops. Thank you to the troops. And well done from Providence. I don't think it was all troops, but, you know, good job from Providence as well. And, you know, uh, respect to the WWE with their continuous support of the troops. I'm not a war supporter, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing that they're doing. So 6 out of 10 for SmackDown, pretty good. 
And now we switch gears. We're going over to AEW. I would have liked to do my predictions for the NXT deadline, but the pay-per-view has already begun, so I, I can't look it up without seeing a whole bunch of spoilers because that's what the internet loves to do. Spoil everything. So we'll go to Dynamite. They're in Montreal, Canada, baby. Let's go. Continental Classic kicking it off. John Moxley rocking six points going up against Roosh, who I think has zero points going into this one. Moxley takes an awkward landing on a suplex. Looks like he fucked his shoulder up or something. Fight goes way out into the crowd. Roosh cracks a beer over Moxley's head. We got a King Kong Lariat paradigm shift by Moxley. Roosh kicks out of that. Mox immediately locks in the rear naked choke, and Roosh passes out. Moxley grabs another three points. He is now up to nine, and he's got a stranglehold on this tournament right now. Hard-hitting fight, a little off at spots, not quite the chemistry I was hoping for in this one. Now, there may have been a language barrier, I don't know, but it definitely wasn't all the way there. Still good, 7 out then. Now we got The Kingdom and Roddy are getting interviewed. Roddy rises from his chair, and holy shit, it's a neck miss miracle. Neck strong. Moving on, Hangman is back after his brutal brawl with Swerve. He still has unfinished business with Swerve Strickland, but MJF appears to annoy the Hangman. They have a very polite back and forth. I am very much so kidding. Max accuses Adam of being the masked devil. Adam giggles, and Samoa Joe appears to separate them. Good shit right here, man. Hangman is feeling it right now, and said this about Hangman before. When he's feeling it, he's unbelievable. It's very noticeable when he's, like, in his element. And when he's out of it, it's it's very noticeable as well when he's just not there. But right now, he's fucking there. Thumbs up. Continental Classic matchup next. Mark Briscoe with zero points going up against Swerve Strickland with six points. Swerve with a superplex off of the barricade to the floor. Just, oof, nasty stuff. We got the red neck kung fu unleashed on Swerve. What the? Fisherman Buster. We got a near fall right there. Briscoe goes for the J Driller, but it is countered. Swerve with a wicked kick to Mark's head. Swerve's 450 splash is blocked. And then Mark's froggy bow is blocked. We got a Death Valley driver on the apron. Top rope stomp and Swerve grabs the W. And he as well is up to nine points now, matching Moxley. Briscoe, with this loss, is sadly eliminated from the tournament. Oh, no. But a great match to to send him off. Damn. Hard-hitting, wild near falls. This went on, like, this was way crazier than I was expecting. Slow start, but it ramped up to that crazy finish. Fuck, hell of a performance from both men in this match. Eight at that. Now we got Samoa Joe. He is in the ring. The lights go out, and Joe is sworn by the Hooded Devils. Oh, no. Lights go out again. The masked devil appears on the screen. Uh, cuts to MJF. He is he is knocked the fuck out backstage, and it looks like he was hit with a bottle. So Samoa Joe runs after him, and now we got Moxley. He's cutting a promo back say a backstage. Swerve shows up, shares some words. Both these men currently having nine points in the tournament. It's almost inevitable that these two are going to meet at some point, and it's going to be magical. AEW Women's Championship on the line. Tony Storm, uh, excuse me, Timeless Tony Storm, there you go, with Luther defending against Sky Blue. Tony with a nasty hip attack. She crushes Blue's head in the barricade. I don't know who got the worst of that one, but it looked painful for both women. Uh, she misses the big old wind up punch. Oh, I love that wind up punch. It's so freaking funny. And then Blue with her own nice hip attack. Boot to the face, nails the code blue, but Tony kicks out. Storm with another hip attack. Blue with a sneaky roll-up. It's countered by Tony. Pins and retains the women's championship. Nice first defense for Timeless. Tony, good effort from Blue. Gave Tony her best shot. Uh, Good match right here. 7 out of 10. And then out of nowhere, Riho appears returning. She waves at Tony. Timeless attacks Rio, but... Rio gets the better of Tony, forcing her to retreat. Oh man, welcome back, Rio. Second ever AEW Women's Champion. Pretty fuck cool. And now we got another Continental Classic match. Jay Lethal, zero points, going up against Jay White with three points. Lethal gives Montreal a strut. They like this. Lethal, interesting rolling slam. Nails the elbow drop. We got a near fall there. 
counter spree ends with a white roll-up, steals the W, and he is up to six points now, and Jay Lethal is eliminated. Lots of nice flowing counters in this one. Lots of counters. Really good stuff. Nice near falls, fast pace. Good shit. Seven out there. Main event time. Oh, baby. is the match we're all waiting for. TNT Championship on the line. Christian Cage with his sons defending against Edge. Edge kicking Christian's ass right out of the gate. And then Christian pulls Edge neck first into the ring post. Oh, dear. Trips Edge going chin first into the steps. We got a spear by Christian. It's countered into an execution DDT. We got the spear by Edge. It's countered into a kill switch, but Edge kicks out of that. Christian lining up a spear, but he misses it. He bumps into Brinsburg, but he doesn't go down enough. So Christian kicks Brinsburg in the dick. Hell yes. Thumbs up. A million thumbs up. Fuck you, Brinsburg. Both men go for a spear. They collide heads. Everyone is down. So out comes... Nick Wayne's mom, she grabs the bell and delivers a terrible shot to Edge. It just looked like a little kiss. Christian confused, he nails a kill switch, then stomps Edge's neck, pins, and retains the TNT Championship. I mean, other than Wayne's mom, uh, good match in the ring right here. Uh, Edge pulling out all the classics. So fun to watch him kick the shit out of Christian. That was great. Christian, a total scumbag heel performance. And Christian, if you just keep kicking the shit out of Brinsburg every week, I will, I, will, I will get a full back piece dedicated to you kicking him in the dick. I would love that. Please and thank you. Good match. We're, they're not going to pull out everything just yet. This is going to be a long haul, so I wasn't expecting like a, a 10 out of 10. It will get there, I'm hoping. 7 out of 10 for this one right here. And a well-done show this week. Quality wrestling start to finish. Good segments. I really liked Hangman and MJF segment. That was excellent. Awesome Montreal crowd brought the energy. Well done, Montreal. Let's make Christian the ultimate douche and have him date Nick's mom. Come on, let's fucking do it. Seven and a half out of ten for Dynamite. And we remain in Montreal for AEW Rampage. We're kicking off this show with the International Championship match. Orange Cassidy with Danhausen defending against Angelico with Serpentico. Orange with the hands in the pockets offense tweaks his ankle a little bit. Serpentico cheap shot on Orange's bad leg. Cassidy hits a beach break, goes for the orange punch, but Serpentico stops it. That's it. Danhausen's getting involved. He curses Angelico. Roll up by Orange. We've got a near fall there. Cassidy using the pocket power to get out of a figure four leg lock. Just just ridiculous. Orange punch on the button, and Cassidy retains. Freaking banger of an opening match. Uh, really nice to see Serpentico. I mean, um, not Serpentico, Angelico. I mean, Serpentico was out there. I guess it's decent to see him, too. But Angelico, really solid wrestler. Uh, Cassidy never fails to crack me up, man. Every single time with the freaking the hands in the pockets, and now he's got Danhausen with him. It's it's just not fair, not fair at all. Some nice near falls as well in this match. Eight at ten. This was great. We move on to Trish Adora going up against Abaddon. Trish putting a whooping down on the living dead girl, but it does nothing to Abaddon. She gets right back up. Nails a black diamond for her 20th win in 21 matches. Goddamn. Fun little match. Trish was impressive out of the gate. I thought it was just going to be a squash match for sure, but no, she got in some moves. Abaddon, an actual zombie monster. Uh, The lights go out. Julia Hart appears, teases Abaddon with the TBS championship, and then disappears. Abaddon screams. We move on. Don Callis' family. We got Takeshka and Pup, 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 Powerhouse Hobbs going up against Matt Seidel. Is that his first name? Matt? Anyway. And Christopher Daniels. Seidel throws a nice spinning back kick on Takeshka. Hobbs with the big old power slam on Daniels. Chalk up another W for the Don Callis family. Fine tag match. Seidel and Daniels. They're a really random, like, just put two guys together, but they've actually become a really good team. I think it's time to give them, like, a name or something. Like, can't just keep calling them Seidel and Daniels. Let's give them a name. I think it's it's time to make this thing official. We move on. Continental Classic Tournament match. Brian Danielson, who has three points right now, versus Danny Garcia, who has no points. 
Garcia eats Danielson's kick for breakfast. He starts firing up. He goes ham. Tries a pile driver. It's countered into an armbar by Brian. Garcia plays possum. It almost works, catching Danielson with a roll-up. Danny locks in that deep sharpshooter in Montreal. They love that. Danielson battles out only to take a gnarly pile driver. We got a near fall right there. Garcia starts kicking Danielson's broken orbital bone face thing, gives the crowd a dance, and then runs right into a psycho knee. But Garcia is able to kick out of that. Jeez. LaBelle is, uh, the LaBelle lock is locked in by Danielson. Danny holds on for dear life, but he eventually passes out. Danielson up to six points now. Garcia is eliminated. Phenomenal performance from both guys right here, especially Garcia, man. He went shot for shot with Danielson, which is a very hard thing to do. And Danielson was throwing bombs all match long. Crazy near falls, brutally stiff, certified banger. Eight and a half at that. And that's the end of Rampage. I thought it was a great show. Strong opening match, the main event was wicked, and a solid middle. Eight at that. And the final stop on the Montreal Tour is Collision, and we're starting off with a Continental Classic Tournament match. Eddie Kingston going up against Claudio. Claudio's got three points. I I didn't see how many points Eddie had. My apologies. Eddie, hot start slowed down by Claudio's vicious strikes. We got the big swing, and the onslaught on Eddie goes on for quite some time. Superplex by Claudio can't put Kingston away. The beatdown continues. Finally, Eddie shows a little life, and then he eats a lariat. The life is gone. Kingston with some machine gun shops. Big lariat. We got a near fall there. Ricola bomb is countered. The back fist misses by Kingston. Claudio's European uppercut does not miss. We got yet another near fall. And now the slap fight begins. And that goes into another spinning back fist by Kingston. You guessed it. It's a near fall. Another back fist. Claudio roll up countered into Eddie's roll up. Pins and steals the W. Whew. Okay. That was a little bit too long of a match. It was just kind of a slow ass kicking for like the first 15 minutes of it. They went like the full 25. It was crazy. Uh, The finale though was a lot of fun. Tons of punishment de- dealt out to Eddie Kingston. Good lord. He was wearing the battle marks. It was a solid fight. It was a solid fight, just way too long. Moxley has a promo. He is ready to take out Swerve. Just another solid, quick promo from Moxley. And now we got Hook and Yuda. They're trash talking with each other backstage. Yuda challenges Hook to an FTW rules match. Hook accepts. I'm, I'm guessing that's like a no rules match. Willow Nightingale up next, going against Mercedes Martinez with Diamante. Willow slammed hard on the floor. Diamante, bunch of sneaky cheap shots on Willow behind the referee's back. Diving dropkick and a cannonball from Nightingale knocks Diamante off the ropes. Then we get a fisherman bomb by Martinez. We got a near fall there. Wicked Razor's Edge into like a Dominator by Mercedes. That was fucking sick. But Willow catches her in a pin for a sneaky W. Solid match right here. Good to see Willow finally take out Martinez. She's been chasing that win for quite some time now. The Sore Losers attack Willow after the match. Here comes Statlander for the save. She chases away Diamante and Martinez. Now we got the Montreal hometown boys. It's Cool Hand, Ange, and Menard. They cut a little promo. It gets interrupted by the outcasts. Soraya is still pissed off with Ruby, who's still in love with Cool Hand, Ange. A whole bunch of yelling takes place. Okay. And now we got Swerve Strickland. He cuts a really good promo, wanting to run the company. And he's, but he's got to take out Moxley first. So I can't wait for that match. It's going to be insane. Just insane. Hey, everybody, it's Willie Mack. Oh, no, and he's fighting Wardlow. Oh, crap. Well, whatever Willie does, it can't keep Wardlow down for more than one count. Wardlow powers up Willie for a powerbomb like he's a freaking cruiserweight or something, and yet another dominating victory here for Wardlow. Uh, yeah, similar to what he did last week. He's fighting a lower-end card guy and getting the win in dominant fashion. Okay, Uh, how long is this going to continue, though? Jesus. Kenny Omega going up against Ethan Page. We got Page interrupts Omega's dive with a well-timed cutter. Kenny nice moonsault off of the guardrail. 
both men superplexing each other over the rope. Well, not superplexing, just superplexing each other over the ropes. That's They did it so good, but God, every time that they do that, it scares the hell out of me. Someone's going to get hoi. Omega stiff kick to Paige's face. Power bomb, V-trigger combo. There's a near fall. Paige avalanche power slam. Has some momentum. Avoids one angel wing. Gets a roll up near fall right there. Omega hits a couple of V-triggers. One winged angel for the W. Good match. Nice effort here from Paige. And uh, I don't think he's from Montreal, but he's 100% Canadian. So uh, coming into this one hurt. You know, gave, gave it his all. Omega doing his thing, just so clean and smooth. Mm-hmm. Seven half then. We got CJ. She is met by Miro backstage. Things between them are still not good. Miro claims he will leave Andrade alone, and he mentions something about bears or something. I don't know. Moving on, Penta and Commander going up against Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, the hometown boys, and they get a great ovation from Montreal that was awesome, especially Matt Menard, big ol' fucking ovation for that guy, makes just thumbs up, thumbs up. Penta catapults Commander into Menard and Parker squishing them into the corner, nice shatter machine by Menard and Parker, they get a near fall. Commander rope walking, assisting Penta with a fear factor for the W. That was a sick finisher. Thumbs up for that. And sad the hometown boys don't get the win right here, but they got a great moment. Great ovation for them. Crowd chanting for Daddy Magic. That was awesome. Very well deserved. And Penta and Commander just wicked awesome tag team performance. Seven and a half at ten. It is main event time, Continental Classic Tournament match. Brian Danielson fighting again, six points, versus Andrade El Idolo, three points. I was last week years old when I found out that El Idolo means the idol. So there you go. Anyway, Andrade targeting Danielson's busted up face, removes the protective eye patch. Oh no. Andrade continues hitting Danielson's face, busting him open, and it, he's got a gnarly gash. His, Danielson's face is starting to fucking, what do you call it, um, blow up, uh, uh, what's that word, oh, oh no, puff up, puffer fish, uh, blow up, uh, hmm, swelling, swelling is the word that I was looking for, so yes, Daniel's face is swollen up like a puffer fish, Brian starts slapping the bejesus out of Andrade, landing the wee kicks, Superplex into the three amigos by Andrade goes to the top, but that's cut off by Danielson with a super backplex. Locks in the label lock. Andrade is able to get out of that. Nails two spinning back elbows, two double knees to the face, a brutal forearm, and mercifully, Danielson is pinned. Oh my goodness, man. This match was a little bit disgusting. Vicious, vicious fight. Danielson's face is ground beef. Even Andrade after the match is like checking in on him, like, oh my god. Like that oh my good. It was disgusting. Back and forth fight, some wild near falls, counters the technical wrestling on display, but Andrade, that ruthless, ruthless beatdown on Danielson's face was a little hard to watch, I imagine, for some, but not for me. I loved it. Eight and a half out of ten. Definitely not for everybody, but I got such mad respect for Danielson. The dude is a just a monster. And that's the end of the show. Fun Collision Montreal and a great host for AEW this week. Thumbs up for you, Montreal. Love the love that they were giving to Menard and Parker. I, I love these two guys, and it's so good to see the fans finally giving them that love. Little slow on the front part of the show, but it ramped up in the second half to that Absolutely gruesome main event, seven and a half at then for Collision, and we will finish off the episode with the three stars. I will do the Deadline NXT pay-per-view review on its own episode, so let's start off with a couple of uh, shout-outs here for the three stars. I want to shout-out Sami Zayn and McIntyre for pretty much the only good thing on Raw this week that was one of the just roughest episodes of Raw to get through in a long time. It was so boring. It was so commercial heavy, but thankfully they started the show on the right foot with a really good match. It actually surprised me. I didn't expect them to take it to like another level. It was basically pay-per-view quality. It was really good. Check that one out, but don't watch Raw this week. It was god-awful. I want to shout out Angelico versus Orange Cassidy for the inner 
national championship match on Rampage. Just nice to see Angelico. He can wrestle very, very well. And, of course, you got the classic Orange Cassidy comedy. And now with Dan Housen in there, just a treat. That one's worth your time as well. And now for the official three stars of the week. We're starting with the third star, and it goes to Mark Briscoe versus Swerve Strickland on Dynamite in that tournament match. That was a awesome match. The Briscoe was fighting for his life, trying to stay alive in the tournament. And yeah, it showed in the ring. They were really going after it. It was a ton of fun. And Swerve just continues to own my three stars, man. He's always in here and uh, he deserves it. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to Brian Danielson versus Andrade. That collision, absolute beating, just brutal. Not for everybody, so I, I I bumped it down to the second star. I wanted to give it the first star, but I, I thought, it's like, that's probably a match I would never want to watch again. So I bumped it down to the second star, but it was, oh my goodness, brutal, so vicious. Like, some serious, serious bombs getting thrown in this match. Like, those far, forearms that Andrade threw... On, on Danielson in the corner were fucking knockout worthy. Like, those were vicious. Just a brutal match. Can't look away. Kind of train wreck situation. Really good shit. First star goes to, and it doesn't matter because Danielson claims the first star as well as the second star for his match against Danny Garcia on Rampage. Congratulations. Double duty for Danielson. Well done. And a really good match against Garcia. Very similar to the Mark Briscoe situation. Garcia fighting for his life in the tournament. And he laid it all out there, man. He tried and tried, but... And going shot for shot with Danielson. And again, that is extremely hard to do. And painful, I would imagine. So, mad respect for Garcia. Mad respect for Danielson and Andrade and and all the wrestlers. They're all awesome. And that's the end of the show, everybody. So, thank you so much for listening. You want to be even more awesome, make sure you're reviewing, following along, and... All that great stuff of this podcast really helps me out, and I extremely appreciate it, of course. And if you want to watch these, I upload all these episodes to the YouTube channel GamerGX Videos, where you can watch them. Great place to drop a comment if you want to leave a question or anything for the podcast related to wrestling, video games, or hockey, or just random question about the podcast leave a question there you can send an email i would love to answer it on the podcast that would be a ton of fun that would be awesome and yeah so there we go everybody we just did the um the GamerCast this week lies of p review going to be doing the nxt deadline review should be out for tomorrow i'm hoping and uh hockey cast is going to be this week probably going to be on wednesday and in terms of the GamerCast, the game awards have come out Um, I may talk about it. I don't know if I want to spend a whole episode on it, but I might carve out 10-15 minutes to discuss that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be maybe a top 10 for this week, or it could be be the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, because it's 25 years old this year, so I have to give that, that... absolute legendary game it's it's due and i have been working on an episode so if it's not this week it might be the week after or the week after but it's coming so be on the lookout with that best way to do that stick around with the podcast follow on wherever you're listening to it uh you can you can follow along on the twitter if you want to check out on the youtubes and all that great stuff regardless stick around with the gx plus cast we'll be back again soon with some more gx plus cast